Welcome to the history of the band Six Shooter, as remembered by Dave Jackson. Hey, this podcast is designed to be listened from episode one through the present. So it's best listened in Apple Podcasts, where it's set up for seasons and things of that nature. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, simply download all the episodes, go into your app, and sort them oldest to newest. Today, we're at February 16th, the guy we've been looking for. Our first drummer, if you remember, we've been approached by many guitar players. We're like, yeah, we need a drummer. Our first drummer to contact us from the ad is 45 years old has experience, a drum set, and according to his own testimony, is the guy we've been looking for. He sounds very impressive. John is optimistic from the call. Kevin calls and informs Dave that, hey, there is hope. And when Lee showed up on February 20th, he shows up with his wife. We were all excited about playing. However, Kevin is really tired as he only got two hours sleep. Dave is feeling kind of dull, and Lee shows up and really steps in. He's been playing country for years. His last few bands always seem to disintegrate after 9 to 12 months. He's really looking for some dedicated people for the long haul. He's got really quick wrists and can really tap on the snare. This is more of a country-style drumming thing than mammoth rolls on the toms. The songs he knew, and he knew quite a few, he played very well. His only possible downer is that he works midnight hours. When asked about if there was a conflict, he simply stated, F work. If it was up to Lee, he'd play music for a living. John says he's the easiest to play along with out of all the people we've played with lately. The band hands him a tape and asks him to learn the first five songs. Because of all the letdowns over the past month, Dave feels bad that he's really not more optimistic about Lee's performance. He's basically waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's kind of a strange prejudice. And Dave agrees that he needs to get ready for what appears to be a bright future. Dave can't help thinking Bob gave us a good first impression too. February 28th, Lee delivers the goods. Well, another moment of truth. Lee came in and disappointed no one. He actually said he would practice and check this out. He did. He nailed third rock from the sun. Every break, every stop of that song was right on the nuts. He nailed every song he was supposed to learn as well as many songs he was not slated to know. Consequently, the band now has to get their act together as with a little polishing, we're close to knowing 30 songs. Many of the songs were ready to be heard. The band is on equal terms now, Lee being new and the rest of us fuzzy on many of the tunes after not playing them for so long. It's time to step it up. And this is really cool. March 5th, Lee's second practice. Lee goes over some new songs with the band and he's not as prepared as last week. He actually did third rock better the first week than he did this week. However, he's still learning quickly and the band decides to wait until next week to give him the official go sign. Meanwhile, at work, Dave is promoted to corporate coordinator of training. He'll be delivering graphic university. 
Dave is a little worried as this may require some travel, they say. And this would suck if it takes him away from gigs. Dave would have to quit the band, that is. At this point, it's a wait-and-see situation. May 21st, 1996, the final set is put together. Over the past couple of weeks, the band has designed and been practicing three sets of songs. This week marks the practice of the last set, set three. At this point, the band knows what songs still need polishing, but are one small step away from being ready to play out. They decide to record the demo tape that Dave did the preliminary work on back on January 20th, this Saturday at 9 a.m. And four days later, they turn the basement into a studio. While tearing down his equipment at his apartment, Dave accidentally damages the headphone jack of his 8-track cassette recorder. Upon arriving at Kevin's at 9 a.m., Dave puts John to work repairing it. The repair is done around 10, and the band gets the work. The original intent is to record the basic rhythm parts as Kevin is going through some tough times with his voice. The band uses a Tascam 488 8-track cassette deck and a Yamaha SBX90 effects unit to produce their demo. Dave borrows a bunch of sound equipment from his church to add to the equipment. The band's first song is Fast As You. And as we go off script here, boys and girls, I actually found a copy of the cassette. So it's a cassette. I had to dig out an old Walkman. (laughs) And I'm trying to clean this up. It's amazing how far we've come in 23 years. Because when I first listened to this, I'm like, wow, that is bad. You will hear how Dave is still a rocker at heart. But uh, in this episode, we're going to listen to the demo tape. Here is that first song. Be the one who's got it right. 
yeah. So if you're wondering, like, why is the left channel a little distorted and why it's it's a cassette? And this is the best I got at this point to play this stuff. The next song was Pickup Man, I think originally done by Joe Diffie. And I began to understand There's something women like about a pickup man When I turned 16 I saved a few hundred bucks My first car was a pickup truck I was cruising the town And the first girl I see Was Bobby Joe Gentry The homecoming queen She flagged me down And climbed up in the cab And said knew you were a pickup man you could set my truck on fire and roll it down the hill and i still wouldn't trade it for a coop double i got an eight foot bed that never has to be made no if it weren't for trucks you wouldn't have tailgates i mean all my wives in traffic jam for just something women like about a pickup man about a pickup man you can set my truck on fire and roll it down the hill and i still wouldn't trade it for a coupe double i got an eight foot bed that never has to be made no if it weren't for trucks you wouldn't have tailgates i met all my wives in traffic jam for just something women like about a pickup This was before the days of auto-tune and all the other fun things that have been since invented. And uh, I, I always loved this song because it really showed off Kevin's voice. This is uh, Six Shooter doing Travis Tritt's Anymore. Still love this song. I can't hide the way I feel about you anymore. 
I can't hold the hurt inside Keep the pain out of my eyes anymore My tears no longer waiting My resistance ain't that strong My mind keeps recreating A life with you alone And I'm tired of pretending And I don't love you anymore Let me make one last appeal To show you how I feel about you Cause there's no one else I swear Holds a candle anywhere Next to you My heart can't take the beating voice keeps repeating deep inside my soul it says I can't keep pretending and I don't love you anymore I've got to take the chance or let it pass by if I expect to goes upstairs to mix a rough draft of the tape. To their surprise, the songs are definitely steps above the usual basement tape. Dave will get to work on getting the business cards ready as well as upgrading the bio sheet. On the bio sheet, Dave removes all the lines about Jesse and puts these words about Lee in their place. Lee's drum playing is summed up in one word, solid. During the making of the six-shooter demo, Lee was known as One Take Lee. Dave's not sure if he likes the new words, but 
We'll run it by the guys. It's a little cornball. And Dave also designs a label to be placed on the demo tape when made. This will feature the Six Shooter logo. In the next episode of the history of the band Six Shooter, we're back to pimping the band. <laughs>